Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Men podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Men podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have Sarah Thompson. Yes, we do. Sarah is a book talker and she is talking to us about TikTok for authors and um, just kind of giving us a behind the scenes glimpse into the book talk community and, and how she got started and what she looks for in books that she reads and reviews. It was a yeah. great interview. Yeah. And she talks about like um, how she prefers authors get in touch with her. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting that both she mentioned using email and Maggie Marr mentioned that last, yes. you know, the previous interview yes. that, yes. you know, I think a lot of times people think, you know, oh, I'll just DM them. Yes. But, you know, sometimes it's better just to send an email. For some yeah. reason, that tends it to is. get lost a lot less. So, yeah, we talked about like how uh, she kind of makes some of her videos and, yeah. um, you know, just um, how to get started on book talk. She's got some mm-hmm. tips for that. And yeah. um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. it and good. I'm not so at all what? into book talk. So <laughs> that says a lot right there. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what have you been doing this week? Well, this week has been, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's been hard. It's been a hard mm-hmm. week. Um, you know, my sister who has cancer, um, has not been doing as well as we had hoped. And she had to have another radiation treatment, which is very stressful for her. It's very claustrophobic and she was very anxious. So my four sisters, my mom and dad and her, the the (laughs) other four sisters. So all, all of us went to her radiation treatment. I mean, we travel in packs. It's like, (laughs) The clampets go to radiation. There, were there enough rooms in the yes. enough seats in the there, waiting room? <laughs> there was. We yeah, we may and you know, of course, we had snacks while she's in there doing that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been hard. It's been a hard mm-hmm. week, and I'm I'm still here with my mom. Um, she, I think, just having me here um, has helped Helps a little me. bit, yeah. and uh, yeah. So I've done some. <laughs> some work, but, uh, it's, it's been, yeah, kind of minimal. Yeah. How about you? Uh, well, I'm actually getting some stuff done. I'm uh, making progress on, uh, reading my draft, you know, great. A couple weeks ago, I was all excited. I was done. I'd started and I was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I'm excited. And now I'm more in the middle and I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like that roller coaster of like, yeah, this is, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. okay. You know, it's like one of those, one of those weeks where it's up and down, but, um, so I've been working on that. And then also I recorded a couple of episodes for mystery books podcast, which will start oh, coming great. out again yeah. soon. So yeah, I'm, ex- I'm really enjoying that. And, um, just, I think kind of the change of pace is really nice and I'm enjoying right. the doing something different. Um, and then the other exciting thing is I'm, uh, doing a little bit on the, the Kickstarter idea that I have mm-hmm. for a hardcover. So I've yeah. been working on getting a cover mock-up mm-hmm. so it can show That's what it would great. look like. And yeah. it's going okay. So lots of different things going on. And yeah, yeah so it's been good. Well, 
Well, we should get on with the interview with Sarah because it's great. And uh, I think people are going to learn a lot and uh, really enjoy it. Yeah. So here is Sarah Thompson. All right. Well, today we are super excited to have Sarah Thompson with us. How are you, Sarah? I'm great. How are you? We We are great. We are super excited to have you. Yes, we're going to delve into TikTok and um, something that a lot of authors really interested in. So we're going to pick your brain and find out everything we can about it. But let me read your bio first before we get started. Sarah is a 25-year-old avid romance reader from the Boston area. She started reading romance heavily only two years ago, but has very quickly fallen in love with the genre. She's a diehard for swoony romance with bantering characters. She skyrocketed to book talk fame last year and keeps climbing. She posts about the books she's reading, books she loves, and much, much more. So... I love good banter. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. It is. Um, and I love Sarah's, not just her book stuff, her her other um, just content is so funny and fun and really upbeat. I mean, I just, that's what I really like about Sarah, that like she just um, usually has just really positive, upbeat content. And that's always so great. Thank you. So how did you get started reviewing books? So you started reading books kind of the way I, I didn't start reading books until I was older. I mean, romance books until I was older. And it was sort of the same thing. Like I just, I just immersed myself in them. So um, tell us how you went from reading to then reviewing. So I, there was a trend going around that was uh, you listed things you hated or disliked. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I did, I don't have a lot of things that I heavily dislike, but there were a couple books that I had read that I, I really did not enjoy. <laughs> um, so I post about that. Not, and I wasn't on book talk yet. I wasn't getting um, book talk videos on my for you page. It was just something that I was like, okay, like I'll just post this. Um, and that's what that video put me on book talk. So then my for you page started becoming other book talkers and I was getting more and more recommendations for books. And so that's when I realized like, oh, there's like an outlet for this. Like I can share my, mm-hmm. the books that I'm reading. Um, Cause I love talking about the books that I read, but no one in my personal life reads the same books as me. Like they're all like, my roommates are all readers, but they're reading like fantasy books and just not romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in book talk, I found the people that I could talk about romance novels with. Right. Um, so it kind of just started as ironically talking about books that I didn't like and now has morphed into <laughs> right. books that I do actually enjoy. <laughs> well, and, and just to clarify for our listeners, so book talk is a, it's a subsection of TikTok. And, you know, I did a video that said, how the heck did I end up on math talk, M-A-T-H, but it sounded like meth because of my accent. And some people were like, what are you? What are you talking about? But I mean, there are just all kinds of subsets of TikTok, you know, specific interests. So book talk is what Sarah and I both are primarily concerned with. And if you're an author, that's probably where you should be concerned, you know, kind of spend your time too. So um, just to clarify that for our listeners that don't know. And uh, oh, go ahead, Sarah. Well, we want to Sarah Rosette. Yeah, this could be confusing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we wanted to ask, um, what do you think is the p- appeal of TikTok? Why are people so compelled by it? I think for me, at least, like, it's so easy to film a video. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
before on, I was on TikTok, I was, I like am a content creator. I was blogging. Um, and I liked blogging because I could blog anywhere. I could write a blog at work. I could write a blog in the bathroom stall <laughs> on at the bar, mm-hmm. but, and then TikTok it's even easier. Like I can't necessarily record a video anywhere, but it takes way less effort for me to speak into a camera. And then it does for me to sit down, write out my thoughts, edit the thoughts, make sure they're grammatically correct and all of that. And so as a creator, I think it's just like the ease of making videos, at least like the short form videos. Um, and then as a user, I think the fact that your for you page never ends, you can yes. scroll and scroll and scroll and it's so tailored to you as a person like my for you page is like so tapped into like what I want even though I I I don't really understand how it does that um but it just it's all it's books it's dating it's Boston like it I got a video the other day that was like a bodega that's right around the corner from my house like it doesn't oh know where I live, but somehow it does. <laughs> yeah. So I think like the algorithm and like how tailored it is to you and just the fact that you can scroll for hours, like Twitter and Instagram, like you reach the end at some point, but mm-hmm. TikTok, you, I, I don't know if you ever reached the end of mm-hmm. the TikTok for you page. Mm-mm. No, yeah. it's kind of like the internet just goes yes. on forever. Yeah. I mean, I am embarrassed to say that I have lost hours. Like literal hours. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, oh, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit down and just look and see if I can find some trends or something. And two hours later, it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm going, What have I done? <laughs> what have I done to myself? Yeah. I think that's the frustrating thing about some of the other social media platforms is even though you say you want to follow certain people or see certain mm-hmm. things, sometimes you don't see that at all. And so mm-hmm. If they would just show us what we want, we would stay on it longer. Yeah. Well, and that's TikTok's whole thing. They want people to stay on the app longer. So if you can create content that keeps people on the app, then you get shown to those people. Mm -hmm. You know, you get shown more. And and in some ways, I think TikTok's algorithm is a little friendlier than, say, some of the other algorithms we deal with as uh, authors like Amazon. And uh, <laughs> so, um, because it is, it is very tailored um, to, to what you want. So I, I love that part too. And, and for some people they're saying, Oh, I could never make a video. I mean, that would be the hardest thing, but you don't have to speak like my mm-hmm. the best videos I've had. is just me looking at the camera and kind of thinking about something and then writing uh, content over it, like writing words over it. Those are my best videos. And I haven't said a word mm-hmm. at all. So uh, there's so many things you can do. It, it's really versatile, I think. So I like that part. So Sarah, do you have any aspirations to write your own romance? Yes and no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like, so I'm, I consider myself a writer in the sense that I write content and I'm writing blogs. I have uh-huh. not written fiction sort of like in school when you had to write like a short story in like right, sixth right, grade. Right. Um, I would love to have the ability to sit down and like start and write a book, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if it would be any good, which I think is like that's like my biggest hurdle which i i think i i should just start but um 
I was I have like so many like what I think would be good ideas for romance novels. I just have no idea where to start is essentially my (laughs) my biggest hurdle. (laughs) Well I can assure you your first draft will not be good. You will stink. (laughs) And you sort of have to you know I didn't start writing until I was 50 and I tell people all the time and even my husband will tell people she could not have started even a day before that Mm -hmm. because the thought that that first draft would stink yeah would have been too much for me. I couldn't but something happened on my 50th birthday and my field of F's went away, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, it can't hurt to try. So that's that's why I did it. So, uh, but I get what you're saying. It, it's it's daunting. It's just daunting. The whole thing is. Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, it's you've definitely got plenty not, of time. Yeah, it's definitely not um, like my main goal. Like I'm, so I'm a social media manager, like in my day mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely not like a career aspiration of mine currently. Right. Um, but anything can happen. Anything can change. That's right. That's right. Very true. Very true. Well, what draws you to a book when you want to, we kind of want to pick your brain about like what pulls you into a book and how you decide what, and what you're going to talk about. So for me, I almost exclusively read romance. Like there's very, very few times where I step outside of that genre. The times that I do I don't end up liking the book. So I just, I have stopped <laughs> trying. Um, I, there's some not, like I'll read a, a memoir, or like a something yeah. nonfiction occasionally, but in terms of like fiction, like I'm almost exclusively reading romance or what I call romance adjacent books. So those books that are like, it's more so about the main character story, but there's right. a romance that still takes up like 50 to 60% of it. Um, so for me, it A, has to be a romance it be it most of the time I want it to be like a rom-com like I don't love a sad romance it I want a happy ending I want to laugh I want to like enjoy the characters and like the characters um like I think there's a lot of romance books that are labeled as romance and the characters are just like god awful people and you're supposed to like root against them almost and I I don't want that like I want to like both characters I want to fall in love with the main characters and want to be able to see myself as the woman um and so I think my main so romance and some sort of like funny happy like element like there can be like sad things to it. Like Beach Read is one of my favorite books. And I think that's like, it has a very heavy like grief tangent to it. But at the end of the day, it's still they're, like they're bantering. It's a very funny book um, and it has a happy ending. So those are kind of banter. I love, I love characters. That banter. <laughs> you love a good banter. Yeah. I love a good banter. <laughs> um, so definitely like lean just way more happy than not is right. really my biggest requirement. And then from there, it's kind of, more so about the writing than anything else, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of, you can't necessarily tell until you start reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if I'm standing in the bookstore, I'm just looking for romances that seem happy, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and every book talker is different. You know, mm-hmm. some do like that more angsty. Some do like the darker romance stuff. You cracked me up at Christmas because like before Christmas, Sarah, um, she kind of got she kind of got sick of rom coms and wanted something just a little mm-hmm. different. And I read some 
dirty Santa books. It (laughs) It was a lot. It was a lot of dirty Santa books. (laughs) Like a a concerning amount of dirty Santa books. It's like we all binge at that time of year. Like, like either you're going that direction or you're going like the super sweet Hallmark movies. And it's like, just so like we just overindulged that time of year. One of them had popped up on my For You page and they were all novellas. So they were all less than a hundred pages. And so I read the first one because I was like, oh, like whatever. And it was actually really, really good. And that like the romance itself was really good, even Mm -hmm. for a hundred page book. And then I just Googled put that into my kindle and i was like okay if you're less than 100 pages and you have santa i'm downloading it and i'm gonna read it <laughs> that was so so funny i loved it i loved it that's part of what i love about sarah's content too she just cracks me up a lot of the time <laughs> so how do you set, decide which books to read and talk about so i know we you know we just talked about you like funny, but you mostly like rom-coms, but like, do you skew more towards traditional books or indie books or um, are there, I know if Emily Henry puts anything out, you're, you're there mm-hmm. and Tessa Bailey, you're mm-hmm. there. So um, just like, how do you decide? And then how do you decide if you're going to talk about it or not? So in terms of my books, I think I skew a little bit more traditional just because I grew up in a, like a Barnes and Noble household. Right. Like my mom's yeah. a Barnes and Noble girl. And so if it's at Barnes and Noble, I'm going to see it. Right. I'm trying to get way more into indie authors and smaller, like not smaller authors, but authors that aren't like the big traditional names like yeah. Tessa Bailey. Um and but other than that, it's kind of just like what piques my interest. I think mm-hmm. that the term mood reader gets thrown around on book talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just like up to what's what's my vibe at that right mm-hmm. moment. Like which right. book looks best at that moment in time. And usually it's just me looking at my shelf and nah, okay, that one looks good. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. definitely kind of like random almost. Mm-hmm. Like what mm-hmm. I can't stick to a strict order in terms of yeah. what I'm going to read. Yeah. Well, and I like that though, because yeah. it, it feels organic. Yeah. You know, it it yeah. feels organic. And then because I haven't really seen you do a lot of bad reviews, but do you do, if you don't like the book, do you review it or do you mostly just do the books you like? So I mostly do the books I like. I try to review every book that I read. Mm-hmm. I haven't read any terrible books recently I think part of that being I get recommended really good books (laughs) (laughs) like people the books that I'm reading are some of the better books um and for me like I don't I try really hard not to put books down like a book has Mm -hmm. to be like god awful for me to put it Mm -hmm. down um and by god awful usually like something like racist or like mm-hmm. like something like actually bad is happening in the book mm-hmm. um otherwise i'm just like i'm just gonna power through it like because i also think most romances if you're a good writer you can write somewhat of a cohesive romance mm-hmm. i think like yes there there are definitely elements to romances that are hard to write and they're not all going to be top tier five-star books but i think why i like the genre so much is that most authors that are getting published are going to be able to write at least a decent 
book. And so I think that helps with my lack of bad reviews because Mm -hmm. at least they're in my, so in my head, if I finish a book, it's three stars. It it compelled me to finish it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to stop. And I at least wanted to know what happened. Um, So that three star being like, you're a good book. Like I would, Mm -hmm. I would might not recommend you to everyone, but there's someone Mm -hmm. out there that I think is going to like it. Um, So that's, I think the majority of my reviews just because that I'm reading the books, right? <laughs> which is uh, great. <laughs> right. Before we move on to the next question, I do want to ask you this because it just, when you said that just spurred something in me. Uh, yeah. So I've heard book talkers when they rate like the steam in a book, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple of book talkers, they've rated steam in books that I would consider, consider pretty steamy, like mm-hmm. a three. And I'm like, what? A three, then that means mine may not even be on the chart, even though mine is <laughs> just a I negative one or zero. Yeah, it's I'm on the negative end, but I mean, I consider mine steamy, and mm-hmm. other people have said that too. But I mean, when you compare it to some books, like I think one of Tessa's books mm-hmm. was somebody said a three, and I was like, really? I would not, I would not say Tessa's books are three at all, because, and I love Tessa's books, and uh, so, yeah, but how do, like, do you have a scale, or is it just kind of what had, what hits you in the day, you know, or something? So, my steam ratings, I, I guess I do kind of have a scale, like, I would put most Tessa Bailey books at, like, a four or five. Me too, me too, yeah, okay. They're pretty, they're frequent, and they're well described. Right, right, right. (laughs) I think there are definitely books that are even steamier, but then I think that leaves the romance genre and goes more into, like, erotica. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of book talkers and romance readers don't necessarily understand about romance. Mm -hmm. I think they lump the two together entirely. Mm -hmm. And I think they're two very different genres. Yes. Yes. And so I think for me, like it steam wise, like I have, I guess in my head a rating, I don't know. I don't know if I could put it to paper Mm -hmm. like or verbalize it well, but I think I definitely have a steam rating. Um, Yeah with all the chili pepper emojis yes Um, yes and then my star ratings a one or a two means I did not finish it and it was like either a one basically means it was god awful I'm not recommending this to anyone you should not read this this should not have been published I don't know how this got published right 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 a two is okay I didn't finish it I guess it's not that bad. I can see maybe a couple people liking this, but I'm not going to recommend it. A three is I finished it. I didn't love it. There's definitely people that would like it. It's just not my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then fours and fives are like, I really enjoyed this. A four like has just like, I would change maybe a couple things or like Mm -hmm. there was maybe like the like conflict wasn't that great or well-written. But like a five is like a, a perfect book I wouldn't change it right. I would recommend it from the rooftops to everyone <laughs> right well I think that goes to show how difficult it is with ratings because yeah. like one person's three may be another person's five and I've heard people say you know, they'll only give maybe one or two five-star reviews a year because like in their mind there's just not that many books that are just like yeah top level and then other people are like 
you know, a little more generous with their five stars. You know? like they're not reading the right books. If you, yeah. if you ask me, because there are some <laughs> great books. I, I give out five stars like it's candy. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's I, sometimes I look back and I'm like, ooh, maybe that wasn't a five star book. But if when I finish it, I'm like, holy crap, that was so good. It gets five yep. stars. If you're happy. Yeah because, yeah. yeah, because that is, I think for, for me, just as a reader, I feel like that's that moment, like mm-hmm. that moment when you close that book, that feeling you get, first of all, that's what I always strive to give my audience, mm-hmm. but more than that, that's what I want. And, you know, yes, were there, were there some typos or, so, you know, a couple of weird things, maybe, but it still did not overshadow that feeling that I got at the end. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, and that's because that's the payoff of everything that's built up. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that's, I think that's a lot of readers though. I think yeah. a lot of readers I, look for I that. I think there's five, like there, I have five star books in two categories in my head. There's five star books that I loved and loved in the moment and probably will never read again. And mm-hmm. then there's five star books that I'm going to read and reread and reread and reread like Beach every read. chance I can get Beach and, the Euro- <laughs> and the European version and <laughs> I will read Beach read any any chance I can get <laughs> I love Beach read I loved it and I loved uh people we meet on vacation too mm-hmm. I just I love that whole I mean just the whole thing between them was so fun so fun so good. Yeah. it was it was really good yeah well getting back to like authors approaching TikTokers. So we were curious, do you prefer it when authors reach out to you or would you rather just find books on your own? I think a combination of the two. Um, I get very overwhelmed with like how many books I have to read. Like you guys can see my on my bookshelf. Yeah, I got a lot of books back there. Very full. And (laughs) And her TBR is probably way longer. This whole top shelf is unread books. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And so I think with authors, I guess with traditional authors, I love, I don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I love when they reach out to me, like a, a book that I know is going to be a hit, like, and they want me to have an arc or they want me to read it. I am so incredibly flattered, but right now I'm tending to say no to them just because I know I'll be able to get the book later. And I know even before I get that email, I've heard of the book. I know it's coming out. I know what it's going to come out. I know I'm going to enjoy it. But then indie authors, I love when they reach out to me. Like Jamie, you're someone that I would not have found other than TikTok. Like, oh, yeah. and I love that I now I have your book and like it. We get to do this. Like I would mm-hmm. not have done that without TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so, like in that sense, like I do love when authors reach out to me because mm-hmm. I'm finding authors and I'm finding like not even just book street, but like people that I can interact with and like be friends with on the internet, which is really cool. <laughs> I always love it when Sarah likes one of my videos. Or, or <laughs> it always goes, oh. <laughs> it's so funny because you know, there are just some people that will just go through and like, but there are mm-hmm. other people, you know, if they liked it, they watched it and they really did like it. And so, yes. uh, yeah. So I always love that. But um, in, in terms of, um, the arc things, because I think for book talkers like you, even just talking about being excited about that book is enough. That's a lot of promotion for that, for that trad book. You don't have to read it 
and talk about it for six months. You could just talk about it and be like, look what I got, you know, when Mm -hmm. it comes out. And I think that that gives that book a ton of promotion for book talkers like you, because you have such a large audience and people do listen to what they listen to your recommendations and they want to know what you're reading. Also, because you make it fun. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's so crazy to me that people like people will comment and tell me I read uh, Tessa Bailey's new book because of you. I read Bee Tree because Mm -hmm. of you. I read Mm -hmm. the Brown sisters trilogy because of you. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. You have yeah, influence. I, I have influence. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of scary. Because I'm like, and while the books that I'm recommending, I fully stand by and like enjoy them in my own right, knowing that other people may not enjoy them. But the idea that like I'm sitting here telling you to read a book because I thought it was five stars mm-hmm. is, and then they read it, it's kind of terrifying to me because I'm like, what if they don't like it? What if they think I'm crazy for liking this right. book? But most of the books I'm recommending, people don't think I'm crazy for liking. No, so. they don't. They Basically, don't. you're and sharing I'm, what you liked about it. Right. And people who have that same yes. aesthetic or likes and dislikes, you know, they're tr- they trust you. And so yes. that's a good match. Um, what I, like, I tell people all the time, my current readers are probably not on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But new readers are on TikTok. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm on TikTok. But I think like for Talia Hil- Hibbert, Hib- Hib- am I saying that right, Talia? I believe it's Talia Hibbert, yeah. Hibbert. Um, like her books have, were popular, but I think that you've helped make them very popular on TikTok because you love those books. And, and, and I then see people, you know, talking about them later that I know follow you. And so I'm like, you know what, that I, that's what I love. I mean, even Italian, she's, she's hybrid. She's indie Mm -hmm. and traditionally published. I I just love that though, that, that books that may not have gotten this broad audience are getting that because of TikTok and um, just love things like that. So I think that you guys are doing good work. In my opinion, that's just me. <laughs> we love it. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I asked you this about, like, if you get an arc from a trad publisher and you don't love it, do you let them know, like, in advance? I mean, like an indie author, that's kind of a different thing. But like a mm-hmm. trad, do you let them know in advance or do you? So just- thankfully, I haven't gotten an arc that I haven't disliked. Um, I think from the traditional authors, all the arcs I've gotten, I think I've given five stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, get, yeah. I give yeah. them out like candy. So I don't, maybe my five stars is not the same as someone else's five stars, but right. to me, I really enjoyed them. Um, right. but when I get an arc, I do think about that. Like, I don't yeah. really know how I would approach it because I haven't right had to do it yet but it is something that I think about when accepting an arc like is this someone that I am going to tell beforehand that I didn't like this book and is this someone who I'm gonna post about and say I got an arc I didn't love it but here's why you would like it am I just gonna say I didn't like it um so that does kind of go through my head when I get arcs Yeah, because you're going into it blind, right? I mean, unless you've yeah, read the author before, you just get you say well, yes, I'll take the book. Even if you've read right? the author before, it could just be an yeah. off book. I mean, you know, it could just be a book that doesn't hit. Yeah, I also I go into most books blind. <laughs> <laughs> Probably good. I read. I will read like the first like 
couple sentences, like paragraph of the back, like summary, right. and we'll either decide to read it from there or not. Um, I go into books so blind that when I was reading Beach Read, I got to like the part about the cults. Oh yeah, I was like, oh my god, there's cults in this, <laughs> and then said something to one of my friends and she took the book and like read the back of the book. And she was like, it literally says that on the back of the book. But at the bottom. Of the and I was like, Oh, I didn't get that part. <laughs> well, as a mystery reader, I understand that because a lot of the times they'll give away important things in yeah. the blurb. And so a lot of times I'll just read just a little bit of it. And then I stop. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. Some blurbs just, and with romances, I guess, I mean, there are things you can definitely spoil within romances, but mm-hmm. you know, you're get, you assume you're getting a happy ending. Yeah. Um, but the blurb sometimes gives away like mm-hmm. way too much information. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need to know all that. I kind of yeah. just want to know how do they know each other? How do they meet? Do they mm-hmm. hate each other? Do they like each other? What will ensue? <laughs> yeah. Are you Later. a cliffhanger? Are you a cliffhanger girl or no cliffhangers? Or does it depend? Um, I think it depends. I think some cliffhangers I get like really into. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are certain books where like it'll end on a cliffhanger on a, or a chapter will end on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, oh, now I have to keep going like, <laughs> and keep going. And then other books, I think even if there isn't a cliffhanger, like it'll keep you going. Like it's yeah. just kind of normal conversation almost. And then mm-hmm. it still will keep me engaged. Right. So yeah. I think I'm, I'm for either. I think. Yeah. Good. As long as as long as it's well written, I'm into it. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell us some common mistake authors make when they reach out to you or other book talkers that you've heard about. Um, I don't know if I know of any like major mistakes i personally prefer when people email me mm-hmm. um i will get a lot of dms so not on my instagram's linked in my mm-hmm. um tiktok and so i keep, don't receive dms on tiktok i'll get dms on instagram mm-hmm. and i have two instagram accounts i have like mm-hmm. the public facing bookstagram and now it's a bookstagram account mm-hmm. um and then i have a personal account that's like locked like i don't let anyone that doesn't know me my personal life follow Mm -hmm. that but I'm mostly uh, I'm not very good at my bookstagram yet I don't Mm -hmm. know how to do it so I'm not on it that frequently Mm -hmm. so I will get dms that are like weeks and weeks and weeks old and I'm like oh sorry like is this too late like I missed this I'm so sorry and it also it goes to my message requests as opposed to like just uh, getting a notification for it sometimes I don't check those I forget I know yeah me too or if I open it and then I don't remember to respond, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. but my email, like I have, uh, I guess it's a book email, but like my content creator email, um, is all in the same mail app on my phone. So I, and I check my email every day. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pro email over a message and my email is linked like four times on my yeah. social medias. Yeah. So I think that's like the only like big mistake, mm-hmm. um, and that's not, that's not even that big. That's just, yeah, yeah. I that's might just, not respond to you if you right. DM me as opposed right. to email me. <laughs> right. Because you might not see it. Yeah. 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 Well, if someone wants to become a book talker, um, what, what do you suggest that they would do? I suggest just starting and going. Just try it. it. Just try it. It's like a lot easier than it looks like. I Again, I'm a social media manager in my day job. So I don't 
I, I have a background knowledge of like the workings mm, of social mm-hmm. media and how to create mm-hmm. content, but I don't plan any of my content for TikTok because it starts to feel too much like work. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just willy nilly go. Um, <laughs> you'll see like if I'm posting, they'll probably post like maybe 10 a day some days. And it's probably just because my makeup looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, well, let me find a let me find a trend I can do. Let me yeah. find a book I can talk about. Yeah. Um, let me do a reading update. Um, mm-hmm. and I think book talk really leads itself to like gaining followers if you're not like trying if you're hard. trying too hard, yeah. it may be a little yeah. off putting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like in a book talk, I think is also like way more of a community than like other mm-hmm. like niche tiktok groups um like i have a lot of like i guess i would call them friends like people that i interact with frequently um that don't they don't have nearly as many followers as me but because they post about the same books as i do like i follow them and interact with them Mm -hmm. and in my head they're book talk famous even though they don't have (laughs) like i have there's a couple people i follow they have like a couple hundred followers Mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yeah like that that person's like famous and people are like i literally never heard of that person in my life <laughs> i'm like oh well they're all over my free page because i like them and they're right. a nice person right. um so i think my biggest like recommendation is just just start just try it just don't try and copy what other people are doing in the sense of being don't be inauthentic to yourself like if you're someone who is better at talking to the camera than doing trends talk to the camera like I'm much better at just talking about a book as I and then I am than like making up trying to come up with like a trending song and like (laughs) doing stuff like that like when I try and follow like book talk trends I always end up using the same two books because they're the only books that I can ever think of (laughs) right right right. (laughs) so but I think people lead like those ones do well engagement wise but then I think Mm -hmm. people end up liking a smaller group of people like me talking way more than the large group of people just likes okay my like trending videos so I try to stick to that like because I think that's a little bit more authentic like who I am as a person yeah yeah. And, and I do think that that's, um, I think that's individual to each person yeah. because other book talkers that I do follow, there are some of them are a little more slick because they've sat down, they know what they're going to say. They're in front of their bookshelf, you know, and everything. So sometimes you're in bed. And mm-hmm. you're doing TikToks, which those are my favorite, by the way. I'm, I'm and, exclusively in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, but I think it's, but it's so authentic. And, mm-hmm. and when you are inauthentic, then the, that comes across. And I think that that's important. So you mentioned Instagram. Do you see a big difference between TikTok and Instagram? I mean, are they two, they're two different animals? Yeah, I think I used to be really into Instagram. Mm-hmm. It, it's just gotten so much harder to reach who you want to reach. Yeah. Like the people that follow you aren't even seeing your content yeah Yeah. so I post I'll post an Instagram like I post a lot of stories Mm -hmm. um and because just because those are easier to post and they're way easier for people to see um whereas TikTok I post a lot more like actual content Mm -hmm. um 
I also have not a single clue how to take like a pretty and aesthetic book picture. (laughs) (laughs) I I, like, if you look at like some people's bookstagrams, there's like, they look like they had professional photo shoots for the book. Right. Right. And I'm over here. I'm like, how do I hold it? How do I angle it? So there's no shadow. (laughs) What lighting do I need? Like, and so I've been trying like different areas in my, because I'm usually in my room too. Like my books are, that's where they live. So they don't really go anywhere else. Um, so I've been trying to like take more pictures for Instagram, but it's mm-hmm. just, it has not been working the way I want it to. So it's kind of like my second thing that I do. Like TikTok's yeah. definitely first. Yeah. yeah. Have you used the stories on TikTok yet? I have. And I actually really like them. Um, my one gripe is that you, you don't get notifications if someone comments on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard that. So like I kind of, I've been posting stories as like the videos that I know aren't going to do well as like actual videos Mm -hmm. or alternatively the videos that I would set to private like the next morning anyways. So like I, like I talk a lot about my dating life. Yes. (laughs) So most of the time I'll post a video about my dating life and then set it to private the next morning. Um, But now I've just been putting those to stories because they just go away. Go away. Um, But I have a couple that I posted like this weekend. Cause I went to, um, I went to a bookstore in Boston, like a, an indie bookstore. And I posted like a, I tried to vlog it and it did not go well. So I posted the failed vlog on my stories <laughs> and a bunch of people commented on it, but I didn't get any notification that anyone commented oh, on it. So yeah. I didn't see them. And yeah. then they went away and it was yeah. a disaster. That's frustrating. So yeah. Now I know to just check them every yeah. so yeah. often. Yeah. Um, Pro tip, if you are posting TikTok stories, you don't get notifications <laughs> revolving them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone where they can find you and, you know, all your stuff. And we'll put your, we'll put your information in our show notes, too. Of course. So on TikTok, which is mostly where I'm at, you can find me at Sarah underscore Thompson 25. It's Sarah with an H, Thompson also with an H in there, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. People know how to spell Thompson, but for some reason, I always feel the need to spell it out for them. Um, And then if you are on Instagram and want to follow me on Instagram, it's biracial booty. Um, And then that's that's it, I guess. That's those are the two main things. (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter, but I just post my world score. I don't really tweet about anything. Yeah, we don't talk about Twitter very much. It doesn't seem to be that impactful for authors. Yeah, it's kind of like the, like, I love Twitter. I love scrolling through Twitter, but it's very hard to, like, gain a following on. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's like the modern day press release is what I think it is. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of dying out. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit. Well, we will have all those links in the show notes and they will be at wishidknownthempodcast.com. And thanks to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast and to Adriel Wiggins for doing the admin. We will see everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.